Welcome to Fresh Perspective, where we discuss current topics in everyday life. Okay. Well, it's kind of weird that we took a week off, but it was much needed. Oh, yeah. It was definitely... It needed to happen, basically. Because just because we had two episodes doesn't mean that's all the work that we put into it. I mean, this has been months and months and, like, just so draining. And it's been so much fun, but having that constant go, 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 it just one week off was beautiful. Oh, yeah, it was definitely much needed rest. And I feel like it's going to be a good transition from... A lot of what we've talked about so far has just been kind of like fun things. And like, obviously, the first episode was like, get to know you. But now we're getting into the real stuff. Now we come to the juicy part. Now we're getting to the part where you may just turn this off the second you read the title. Oh, yeah. But don't, because you'll be surprised at what we have to say. You do want to keep watching. I'm being dead serious. Yeah. And welcome back to Fresh Perspective. I'm Caleb. And I'm your host, Jose. And today... We're going to speak. Yeah, you take us off. Okay, so we're going to speak about a topic that has been happening in the States for quite a bit of some time. And I feel like it's time that we actually speak about it. Yeah, it's definitely one that comes up a lot and very controversial on not only why it happens and what we can do to prevent it, but it's just one of those really touchy subjects. Yes, and many people refuse to speak about it because, again, everybody has their own opinion, but that's what we're going to be speaking about. But that's what we're here for. Exactly. Is to talk about these things because everyone has a different opinion. And this one has a vast amount of opinions from both sides because we're not only covering one topic, but it's going to be like multiple topics put into one, which are very politically charged. Mm-hmm. So I think it's time you introduce this topic, Jose. All right, bet. Well, I'm going to do it a little game with you first. Okay. Okay, Caleb, I want you to go into a point of view. So I want you to be... Do imagining. I need to close my eyes? Yes. Okay, I'm kind of yes. scared when I'm around you and I have to close my <laughs> eyes. Not going to lie. Don't worry but, about it. But okay, let's do this. Yeah. So Caleb, I want you to imagine, okay, you're back in high school. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Force of habit. You know, you just woke up. Your mom made you some delicious breakfast, you know. Thanks, mom. You got ready for school. You took the bus, okay? You're like, oh, man, this is going to be my best day at school ever yet so far, right? You, you love high school so much, Caleb, that you dream about it. So you will go to school. You know, it's lunchtime. Okay. okay. What are you eating for lunchtime? Um... What is your school serving, Caleb? You know, last time I was in a high school, they were serving those spicy chicken sandwiches. So let's go with that. Okay, spicy chicken sandwich. You know, you're devouring that thing. Oh, Kay. yeah. And there's some fro-yo or something. Mm, delicious, right? Best mm, day. So good. <laughs> so you're in, you know, you're in the cafeteria with your friends. Next thing you know, you start hearing screams from the hall. You're okay. like, what is happening? Next thing you know, you start hearing pa 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 coming from the halls. You know what's happening already. After you hear those gunshots, you know what is happening. What will you do? What would I do? Yes. What would you do? Like, you're a kid. I'm talking, you're a teenager in high school. You just heard somebody getting shot in the hall. Okay. So the way I was in high school and the way I am now is I have hypervigilance to where I pay attention to everything going on around me and I assess how... Uh, at risk I am or at how risk of a position I am. So I, as soon as I walk into a room, I already know the fastest way out or if we need to stay in there, how to 
keep myself another safe. So I would probably know exactly like where the entrances are, block those off and know how to get people as far away from there as possible. Okay. So I'd probably jump into action. You would already because I, yeah, I just keep track of stuff like that and I'm like ready to jump into action even in high school. Okay. Let's say that you're a normal kid though. <laughs> okay. Let's say I'm not me because yeah, let's say that's that a better version. Of there you me. go. Yeah. So let's say that you're normal. Like okay. Okay. Um, you know, you're there. You just hear somebody getting shot. Everybody's like, run, run. He has a gun. Next thing you know, many people will go into shock, right? I'm talking everyone's running. Everyone's like either running or fr frozen up. Yes. Yeah. Let's say, you know, you're starting to run too. Now you're one of the crowds, right? Somebody shoves you down. It's like, get the hell out of my way. I'm trying to get somewhere, right? Yeah, okay. At that point, after somebody has decided that today was your last day to live, what would you basically wish that you could have done different? Or, better question, that the people who are in charge of school and, you know, protecting those kids at schools would oh, have okay. done Oh, okay, not like... I did this wrong when I was like 10 years old. No, it's like, no. what could have prevented this or yes. what could have been done better? What all of the above, actually, because one of us, you're just a normal kid going to high school or use any. You school shouldn't have general. to worry about it. Exactly. Which is crazy because I remember in high school, I mean, obviously you went through all the drills and you kind of learned what to do in those scenarios. And so it's obviously something that is like <laughs> you worry about. Once in a while. And so I kind of always like built up plans in my head, like based off of my class schedule. But I, you shouldn't have to worry about that. You're right. No, yeah. And, and that's the thing because you say you planned for this, like you already built it up in your head. But that's I shouldn't have had exactly. to. And no one else should have had to. Mm. Well, so when you get into the talking about what could have been done better, here's what drives me nuts about this conversation that people generally have about this is they're like, oh, the gun they used shouldn't have been legal or gun control or all these different things. Like I get it that there's always like external factors that could be changed, but that is not the solution. It's not the fast solution and it's not the <laughs> long-term solution. I don't feel. No, especially when it comes down to gun control, I do not think that that's going to have any um, I don't think it would have a big enough impact there you go. That's to keep yeah. kids safe. Exactly. Because somebody can easily get their hands on a gun, even if there's well, gun. You don't even have control. to, like, I get that everyone's going to come back and say, like, oh, a knife isn't going to cause as much damage or kill as many people. But, I mean, it's shown time and time again all over the place and all over the world that it can inflict just as much damage. But I would say that if somebody wants to do you harm, they will try to do you harm. Oh, yeah, they'll find any a way. way they can. Yeah. And so I don't think that gun control would be like the end all. Oh, like, no. I don't think that would be the big solution. And obviously there's like things that can be done in terms of gun control to maybe make it so then uh, someone who is at a high risk for wanting to inflict that kind of damage. I mean, there's already systems in place to keep that gun out of their hands. No, yeah, but they could still mo most likely get a hold of one. But I think that you really need to look at what the school can do, what the school district can do, what the state can do, what the federal government can do for the school in particular. Exactly. Because everyone jumps to gun control. But I'm like, why is it that 
I get it that schools, they have like their SRO, the school resource officer. But that's one guy who can't do everything. And he's not never going to be there 24-7. Yeah, and high schools are big. Yeah. Like, it could ha- start in any wing of the building for it most high schools. On the other There's, side exactly, of from where he's at. So, obviously, like, if he could be, if they would be more available, which, I mean, they have, like, uh, lunch, I'm sure, or something like that. There's always periods of time that there's not going to be someone there. Oh, yeah. And somebody and so, can take advantage of that. Exactly. And someone who wants to take advantage of that could probably figure out when the best time to do it. If they're like, I wouldn't say smart, but if they really wanted to plan something out, they will take a look at times. Okay, what time does this person go? What time does the other person stays? Yeah. Or they leave? Like, they'll have everything scheduled. But I think that... One of the solutions that I always go back to is why don't we just have security at each school? Every school across the United States, public, private, doesn't matter. Why isn't there some kind of program that puts like security officers through like even just like a post for law enforcement, basically the academy? Like, why don't we put people through that and then we have two armed guards at every school? At all times. And because that's doable, I think oh, that it no, is doable. That can definitely happen. Like that's something that we have the power to actually. But change. instead, we're arguing about gun control. Exactly. I mean, it always has been about gun control. Everybody used to try to blame guns, but it's not always about guns. But let me ask you something. So, say, and this is very theoretical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say, if you wanted to go rob a bank. Okay. There's two banks you have in mind. You look at one. And it has a security guard and like extra cameras. And you can tell that they have extra security there. Okay. And then the second one, no security guard. Which one are you going to rob? That no security guard. (laughs) Exactly. No, it's always, um, that's actually something that I've seen before. Because when I was going through YouTube, you know, there's some people who interview some robbers. They're like, um, I want to relate this to also, you know, that things are happening in high school, like those people who are looking to do harm, okay, compare them to the robbers. They ask them robbers, hey, looking into these perspectives, which ones will you rob the most? And they are like, definitely the person who is less aware of their surroundings or less secure about where they're going, which that correlates back to that, you know, that question that you asked me. Obviously, I would go with whatever has less security because that's more easier for me. Exactly. And I think that... I'm not saying that there's going to be like a school shooter that's going to look at two different schools and decide which one. Obviously, it's most of the time it's going to be a student or a past student or whatever. And so I think that just security in general at that school that they're going to target would be enough of a deterrent. And I really don't know what the stats or anything on this is, but I doubt they're going to turn around and go somewhere else. I mean, it has happened. It does happen. But... If they go and pick another school, they're going to have security too. Like, why isn't that just a blanket policy? That we protect our kids in schools. Instead, we argue all day, every day, about what guns should be legal. What laws should there be to keep these people from getting guns? And I'm like, I don't know. How about we just protect the people who are going to be the victims of the guns? It's just that we always talk about it. Because that's a factor we can control. Oh, yeah. 
And I mean, there's a money for it, but what do we do with the money? We send it outside of the United States instead of actually investing it into security. So there is something um, in Mexico. I used to live there. In literally every shopping center, there's military people. There's like, I'm talking heavy gun people protecting those areas at all times. Why, if supermarkets can have security, why can't we put them in school? Like, that, I'm talking about Mexico. Yes, there's a high crime rate over there, but looking into our school here, one or two, you know, guards, like you were stating, should do that job. Yeah, why not? Exactly. Why not? And I don't get that. Because I can only imagine how much money this country spends on security for lawmakers. Mm. Imagine if we just took away like a fraction of how much we spend towards that and personal security for these people who are like elected into office. I'm not saying that they shouldn't have any type of security. I'm just saying that we could probably do without some of it and put that towards protecting children. Yeah. Because there's money out there that we spend all the time on just ridiculous things. That we don't even need. And we're not spending it on kids and protecting them and schools. And I'm sure right now I could probably pull up a calculator, do a couple Google searches, and give an estimate about how much it would cost. Oh, simple. I mean, you can hire any guards, and I'm talking, you can pay them about 10 to 15 bucks an hour, you know, used to watch over the school. Oh, more than that. Oh, yeah. I mean, so you got to take into account that there's going to be places that they would obviously need to make more money and places that would make less money just based off of like the area and the cost of living. But let's see. I mean, all you have to do is maybe I shouldn't do it, but it could take a lot of time. But all your Google, how many schools, private and public, are there in the United States? Oh boy, that is, that's a big number. Yeah. So if we do that, how many schools are in the United States? Out of all of them schools and our kids, well, not our kids, thankfully, but basically all of them kids will be attending school with high security or your security in overall. Okay, this is saying like 115,000. 115,000. I mean, if you're paying somebody 45,000 a year just to watch over the kids and keep them protect, that's about. <laughs> Don't pretend like you're going to be able to do it right now. Here, no, I that's don't. why I wear technology on my wrist because my iPad doesn't have a calculator, but my wrist does. Tell me how that makes any sense. <laughs> so, 115,000. Times by, let's give them a generous amount. How about like each one's making an average of what, 70,000, 60,000? Anywhere from 45 to 65. That's for what it seems like when I search it up. Yeah, so basically they make about uh, uh, medium average in the United States, you know. Used to watch over schools and keep them protected in case something goes sideways. So that's about what... I Never mind, give. I can't do it on my watch because it's too big of a number. It's Damn. probably going to be maybe about $2 billion, you think? No, that's too much. I don't know, but I, I, I do think that oh it's... Oh my gosh, definitely. is that your phone? Yeah. You've had it the whole time? <laughs> Open that sucker up. Pull up the calculator for me. It's just been sitting there the whole time, and I'm over here fumbling trying to get a calculator on my phone. I like this. I mean, on struggle. my iPad, and then like my watch... 
I, I doubt you can see it, but the number's too big. It won't show me. So 115. 115,000 times by 65,000. Yeah. I'm going to have to rotate it so it'll show me. So that is 7 million. 7.475 billion, not million. Okay. So, not horrible. But say if we had two guards, that way they can be on a rotating schedule. That way they can make sure that it's protected at all times. And then beef that up with like, say, extra cameras, sensors. Like, why doesn't every pane of glass have some kind of sensor that alerts them? Like, you know, like at the entrances and stuff. They do have those, I think, like in bigger cities like New York. Yeah. They have like those metal detector things or whatever the airports uh, use. So for $14.95 billion a year, I mean, I get that's a big number. You could have two armed guards at every private and public school in the United States, all with just a couple Google searches and a calculator. I'm not saying that that's going to be the total cost of the program. I'm not saying that there's not going to be additional costs, like upfront costs, but that would be to pay the salaries every year. Yeah, and I'm talking that's just going to be two guards literally protecting the children of the United States. Exactly. Or, like they like to say, America's future. And I don't even think that it has to be like through the law enforcement in the area. Like I don't think it has to be the sheriff's office, the city, or anything, or the state. I think it should be like they're all technically federal employees. You know, all in a blanket uh, program that is changed according to like the state and the needs of that school. But I think it could be kept pretty simple. Yeah. Something that I would like to see, you know, like our veterans, um, that they already, you know, left the military. Some of them are unemployed. I feel like that would be something dope to do. I mean, yeah, we can go and hire them out, and I would like to see some kind of program like that because I'm sure there's more than enough willing to do that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I would be a little bit hesitant and concerned about their well-being or... Not that I'm not, I don't know. That came out weird. Just like their mental state, because I don't know. The, I mean, there would have to be like a high amount of screening, just like there is in law enforcement, because obviously we let law enforcement in schools well armed. Yeah. So, like, it would have to be very well screened. I mean, it isn't like we're just going to arm someone and put them in there. No. Oh, no. We're going to screen them. We're going to hire them the right way. We're going to train them. And they're going to train specifically for the types of situations that could play out at a school, especially when it comes to school shootings. Obviously, they could help out with other stuff. But how often are schools put on lockdown because of some kind of threat in the area? Even? Or like a text that somebody sends? Exactly. Yeah. Like that, just always be ready. Always be there. And we could do that. I believe we could. I mean, it's going to be complicated. It's going to cost a lot of money. But why isn't that the discussion that we're having? Why aren't we having the discussion of how can we protect children? Instead, we're like, how can we just take every, all guns away or assault rifles? Well, I know why. Because they're trying to say, how can we prevent that from happening? Which, again, you can I mean, try it's to great prevent to prevent things, are. but I don't think that you will. And I don't think that's going to be a short-term or a long-term situ- uh, like solution. Because... The fact of the matter is, we could take the next 
how many years does it take for any of these laws to pass? Like a year, two years, three years, five decades. A I mean, amount of with time how long that they've been proposing and trying to make all this happen and nothing's changing, another shooting could happen tomorrow. They can Yet happen we're taking time. this really long route to do something about it when there is something that could be done today. That is something that it does piss me off most of the time. Because, um, again, I have looked into the statistics of the United States, you know, income and how much everything generates per yearly, especially because of the taxpayers. I feel that if the taxpayers want that to happen, it should happen. Like, it shouldn't be questioned. Because, again, you're like you're stating, those laws can take up to a year to five years to pass. But I feel like everybody could agree that they want to have their kids being protected. Yeah, and I don't know if there's really going to be much opposition on either side. There shouldn't be. I know. Like, who wouldn't want to keep their children protected? That I, I'm a bit concerned if they say that. Because no. schools are what are called soft targets. There's a higher chance of it happening at a school because you have so many different factors of the different possible people who could commit these crimes. And they are honestly easy targets. A lot of them are easy targets. So how do we not make it so it's not an easy target? Easy. Basically look tough. Cause let me ask you something. Let's say that you're, uh, that you're walking at nighttime. Okay. Let's say that you're a robber. You see this big guy. Are you going to pick a fight with him? By the way, we do not commit any such crimes no, 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 that no, we no. are speaking about. <laughs> These are all hypothetical. Yes. Don't yes. turn us in. Yeah. Again, okay. POV, you know, POV. Yeah, yeah. Um, not going after the tough guy, go after the easy target, the soft target. Exactly. That's so, how it works. That's like, how people just inherently act. Not only that, but you would always pick whoever looks the weakest, right? So I bet you if somebody is planning on doing some harm in a school and they see this heavy guard, you know, loaded and ready to go, I bet you he's going to change his mind. So. <laughs> Basically, we just need people that look like badasses is what Jose is saying. Especially if they but collect yeah, It's true. You're right. You're, you're on the right track. Uh, you're not going to go after that. No. You're going to go after the easy target. Exactly. So if you see somebody defenseless, obviously they're going to be all sweetness. You know? Well, not only that, I feel like, I mean, I've never gotten to the point where I wanted to inflict harm on anyone or do anything as outlandish and wrong as going into a school and shooting. Okay. But... If I were to ever get to that point for any reason towards anything, I feel like there'd be something at least in the back of my mind, like trying to talk me out of it. And I'm most people, I believe, are looking for a reason not to do something bad. So say if you were like, oh, I'm going to go do this. But they start showing you reasons why not to. Mr. Like, oh, officer will be. Yeah, you're not going to get through the front door. Yeah. Like, I feel like I would just be like, oh, yeah, I, it's not even possible. I couldn't do this. And that's something that I was talking to you about, preventing it from ever happening, right? Yeah. We are looking at the wrong side of preventing it. Um, there's a saying that I really like about, I do not know who said it, but it states... I prefer to be a warrior on a garden than to be a gardener in, at a war. Because that's, I don't know if I even pronounce right. <laughs> but the point is, it's better to be prepared 
than not be prepared at all. Because if you're not prepared, guess what? I feel like that applies at all times because, I mean, we're right now we're particularly talking about at schools. So for the most part, teachers, obviously students can't carry and like teachers can't and they can't really be prepared for that kind of scenario other than what's the best way to protect themselves and others. Well, what's the best way to hide? I feel like is really what people are thinking. But I think that there should be like defenses there to keep them prepared because they shouldn't have to worry about that. But if you start looking at this issue when it comes to other mass shootings that happen or just any shootings, muggings, any crime that anyone's going to commit against you. They could happen anywhere. It could happen at the grocery store. It could happen at the mall. It can happen at the movie theater. It can happen at church. It can happen anywhere. And I think people are run back to the same argument of, oh, you shouldn't have to worry about that. You shouldn't have to worry about the someone potentially committing a crime against you or you being somewhere involved in a mass shooting, it's right? It's like people saying, oh, going back to it, you know, you shouldn't worry about it. Let's say that somebody breaks into your house. You're like, 911, what's your emergency? Next thing you know, somebody's trying to kill me. Oh, they can't do that. It's legal. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> that's stupid. But like, yeah, when it comes to being out and about and people say, oh, you shouldn't have to be worried about that. I'm, nah. I'm not going to be worried about it. But I'm not going to be caught, like, Off not ready if something happens. Because that can happen. If you walk outside your front door, you're accepting the risk of anything that could happen to you. Anything. Even because I was like, yeah, at all times. Every time you walk out the door, I mean, it's a very slim, slim probability that anything is bad going to happen to you by the time you even make it onto the road. But it could happen. You take the risk of walking out that door. So if you know that there is risk, wouldn't you want to be prepared for it? I mean... It's a gamble. When, so in your car right now, okay. what's in your car? Me. Okay, well, is there a jack in your car? There is. Is there a spare tire in your car? There is. Is there jumper cables? There's not. Okay, well, I have those in my car. My <laughs> I have a first aid kit. I have all these different tools, like all kinds of tools in my truck and in our car at all times. Because as soon as I go outside and I climb in my car, you know the risks. I am accepting the risks and I'm going to have to deal with what happens. Basically, you'll why, deal with the consequences of whatever happens. Itself. Why can't people see when it comes to guns and carrying guns responsibly and legally, why... Why can't that be used as an argument? I am accepting the risk of going into these places because something bad can happen to me. I just happen to have the tools to help myself if something bad does happen. That brings like a whole other topic. But, um, it, I mean, back to schools. Exactly. It's the same thing there. Why, it should just be that we, we accept risks and we mitigate those risks. We do that all day, every day, in our like without even thinking about it. In every little thing that we do. No, yeah, and that's the whole point that I was trying to tell you before. Like, it's better to be prepared than not to be prepared at all. Exactly. And I know there has been that talked about teachers caring in school, like the teachers themselves. But 
when it comes down to that, I do feel that some teachers might not be fully okay, capable okay. of that. So that's something that comes up a lot. And I mean, I've done like research projects on this yeah. and like really found out and interviewed teachers, polled teachers in different school districts and different schools to kind of figure out what the viewpoint is. And I mean, it's going to be different because of where we live. We live in yeah. Idaho. It's going to be a little bit different because there's people that are going to be more comfortable with it. Yeah. But when it comes to, oh, maybe teachers should carry guns, uh, a lot of the times they're like, well, there's going to be teachers that don't want, then they don't have to. It's not going to be like, you get a gun, you get a gun, you get a gun, you get a gun. No. If it ever happened... Like that, teacher there would needs be, to be it, comfortable with it. There'd be additional background checks. The teacher would have to volunteer for it. Yes, definitely. They would go through training and they would keep up on that training. Because it's almost like going to the law enforcement uh, civilian course that they have. Yeah. I mean, you would do stuff like that. And so I think that it would definitely be their choice. They would have to be trained for it and they, they would have to be comfortable with it. They will need to basically assess the risk and the knowledge that they might have to pull the trigger. On yeah, one of their exactly. Students. And they have to like accept that. But here's a thought. And this was something that every teacher says about it. Not So if you ask a teacher, like, what would you do to protect your students if something like that happened? Most of them, well, I'm pretty sure all of them, are going to say whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. I'm sure that in these scenarios, there are teachers that are throwing everything they got at an assailant or whatever's happening. They're putting themselves in between them, uh, the students and the shooter. That no, happens all the time. Hap- yeah, and it every, always. All, like, always happens. When that can so be why, I, I think that, I mean, obviously it would have to be looked in a lot more. And we would have to figure out a good way to do it. But I think they should be given the tools necessary to make it make sense for them to get in front of them, like in between the shooter and the students. So stop it. I mean, what was the current school shooting that happened where the police literally rushed in less than two minutes? They took him down. Yeah. Like that's a great scenario because if, Teachers themselves knew and had the proper training to perform what the SWAT team did. It yeah, could be literally be. less than two minutes too. And then, but then we go back because there's going to be the other side. They shouldn't have to worry about that. And I agree, they shouldn't have to worry about they that. Shouldn't. That's why the first solution that I came up with was to find a way to defend our schools, not from like, not from within, right? But from, yeah. yeah. So, like, basically keeping it outside of the school at all times, like the metal detectors or just background checks on everyone? Well, outside of, like, not literally outside, but outside of, like, the responsibilities of teachers and staff. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think we definitely talked about a lot of that. And it's a really touchy subject, and I don't know. I just wish that there was more that we were doing about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, we can. I, I just don't see it why we haven't implemented already. Yeah. Like this topic has been going on for years. I'm talking when I even moved to the United States. I'm like, hey, kids, we're going to play a little A scenario. Everybody hide under your desks. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. Why is this why happening? Am I doing this? 
like I agree I that it shouldn't have to happen and we shouldn't have to worry about it. I mean, I totally understand that. But unfortunately, there are realities in this world and threats that we have to deal with. Like we have to deal with the risk. It's something that we have to consider at all times. Because just like you said, this could happen today, could happen tomorrow. We never know what's going through someone's head, basically. Um, yeah, and they, then, I I mean, obviously that there's going to be a bigger issue and like it's all going to stem down to mental health and taking care of that. Like that's where it's got to be taken care of. That's the root of the issue. Yeah. So... But that's a subject for another time. I feel like a lot of subjects we're going to be talking about, we're going to be like, it all stems from mental health. Because a lot of the issues that we see going on do. And that's just the unfortunate truth. But I don't know if that's like something that we could cover in (laughs) just one show along with what we're already discussing. But I think that there needs to be more done about that. It's definitely something that needs to be seriously taken into consideration because I'm going to be honest, in my perfect utopia... And schools will be like highly protected. I'm talking is to keep everything outside from the school, just like you were mentioning it. And schools and teachers shouldn't really have to worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know. I think we spoke about that topic pretty good. Yeah. You guys I mean, I would like to hear everyone else's perspectives. That's just kind of where my thought process is and what we could do about it. And I don't want to argue with anyone. And I feel like a lot of what we do is argue about stuff like this. But when it comes down to it, we all just want to keep kids safe in schools. And it's like, so let's find solutions for that. No, seriously, but do let us know in the comment of what you guys think about it. I would like to hear about everyone's perspective. And, you know, are you up or against having, you know, personal armed in schools? Or what will be your guys' perfect utopia to basically prevent those? school shootings. Yeah, I'd so. definitely like to know about all that. Yeah, I want to hear you guys' plans for it. So. 100%. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, so, let's see. In this show, we talk about t- subjects like that, but we also just talk about real life. Do you have anything going on right now that you just need a fresh perspective on? Oh, boy, me. Uh, I mean, my uncle is going back to Mexico. Why is that? His visa is about to expire. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, he's worker's visa because usually when somebody's coming from another uh, country, you know, they'll give him a specific time. Like, listen, you got till this date. I think they give him like 10 additional days after, you know, they are done. Yeah, I believe there's a grace period. No, yeah. So he's, um, I think he's about to be done. So after that, he has like 10 days and then he'll have to go back. I mean, that that definitely is brings up a whole different group of topics for sure yeah, for because, sure. I mean... I like the guy. I oh, hate yeah, to see him go, but at the same time, when they apply for a work visa and they're given a certain amount of time, it's like, you know it, you know that that's what you're getting and that's the deal that you're getting. Oh, no, yeah. And, and so it's not necessarily like a sad thing or like, oh my gosh, this is a horrible injustice that's <laughs> being done to him. I don't really think that. Oh no, he's happy yeah. just to even have the opportunity. I'm like, exactly. you go, man. And yeah, it's pretty great. I mean, like I said, it sucks to see him go, but probably be back but he's gonna oh, spend yeah. some time at home yeah and i mean he definitely does misses his wife and all of that yeah so. it would be rough i don't i don't think i could do that but 
Yeah, it was good he got the opportunity. Oh yeah, and I mean, good to have him around. That's uh, something that many people do. Like they'll come over here. They do not want to be, you know, living in the states. Like they just come and go now and then. You know, different yeah. seasons, which I think is pretty dope. I mean, you get to experience a whole other experience in culture. I mean, I think it would be great to go, and I we call it traveling abroad, and they just call it li- making a living, which is unfortunate truth. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, but I would like to travel other places. And I really like to get to know other cultures. And it's it's crazy because that happens even when you travel the United States. <laughs> and <laughs> within the States. I mean, <laughs> Jose, he got introduced to Amish people. So hey. that's a really good one. I love Amish people. And then like well, that story I told last time about <laughs> almost dying on a road trip. But yeah. No, yeah. Um, it's funny, though, because, again, when I moved to the United States, I kind of been all over the West Coast. I met so many different, like, culture people from here. I love Southern people, though. Like, their accent. I, Me, personally, I cannot even pronounce it or My Im- brother-in-law, imitate it. So. He's got a Southern accent. And, yeah. I, you, you know, Brooks, like, the way he talks? Yeah, like, yeah. Jose loves when people sound like that. And, I, I mean, it's kind of cool. <laughs> It is cool, and I mean, personally, that's also hot as hell. Oh like, no! Do you know? South- oh my gosh! <laughs> if they have like that southern accent, I'm like, mm, I'm just in love. Or you say, honestly, okay, okay, woman, yeah. if you got a southern accent, hit Jose up. Just an accent overall. Oh. Um, I've met like a lot of friends that are outside from the states, and whew. yeah, they all have really cool accents. They do. It's true. And my accent, I know I have some. Like I get that same thing from different peoples. Um, I've been trying to get rid of my accent, but I cannot give up on that because no, it was fine. It's whatever. Game. I don't know. I like now that we're talking about cultures and getting to know other cultures. I mean, I had a great experience with that. I, so I like to travel I, when I have time to. But apparently, when you have a child, the wife, and you have to pay for everyone to go places, and you have a full time job, and you do a podcast on the side, and then you work at another <laughs> place, and it's just go, 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 go. You don't get around to it as much. So, most of my stories are crazy wild weekends, right? That is true. <laughs> my most recent one was in uh, January. I was able to go to San Francisco. Oh, was that the one? Yeah, okay. with, with uh, one of my great friends who is, he's Chinese, he's from China. And so, I mean, and then I've gotten to work at a Chinese restaurant and like interact with that culture a lot because all the chefs are Chinese. And so I get to interact with them, get to learn the language, languages. Wait, was because that like there's from Chinatown? Well, yeah, I'm getting to that. Oh. I'm getting to that. No, I'm talking about the restaurant that here oh, the, in town. Oh, here in town. Yeah, okay, okay. so you kind of get to know them in like different languages because there's in the kitchen, there's like five different dialects being spoken. <laughs> and so it's kind of confusing sometimes. You got to really pay attention to keep up. But uh, so it's really great to get to know that culture. But I got to go to uh, Chinatown in San Francisco for a weekend I'm jealous. For uh, Chinese New Year. It okay, was, the, was it a Lunar New Year? Or yeah. Or I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a Chinese New Year. Let's yeah. just keep it at that. Jose's just trying to complicate everything. Don't listen to him. Listen to me. It's my story time. My life's complicated. Give me time <laughs> to speak. Okay. So well, we went to, <laughs> we went to San Francisco. Like, we planned this trip, like, a few days before it happened. And so we spent 
pretty much all of our time in Chinatown and it's great like seeing the culture and my favorite part um was you're walking down the street that night and just like firecrackers all the time actually not even that night all weekend middle of the day didn't matter what time there's just firecrackers going off the whole time and people are like uh cheering and I don't know it's just like the coolest vibe ever I I could spend a good amount of time in Chinatown and the food oh the food so one of the places we ate was a Michelin star restaurant and it was so so good I I can't pronounce it so I'm sure this is gonna make everyone chuckle but it's Shueshuan or whatever can you say it I don't no, know how I to say it. Know. I don't know. In the moment, if I like think about it, I can say it. But right now, I cannot. It works. <laughs> and it's like spicy Chinese food. Super good. It was a wonderful experience. I'd fly back there just to get that and fly back home. That's 100%. Nice. But there was another place that we went. What other place was that? Oh, it was, it was not good. Okay. So... Right. Okay. It was the last night I think we were there. We went to this restaurant. I mean, we just like stopped in there to get just a one meal for all of us to split or like two dishes because it was just going to be a snack because we planned on going to somewhere else to eat for real. <laughs> and that's what we did. We just ate the whole time we were there because we we're just food people. And so we went in there and we got sat. They didn't ask if we wanted drinks or anything like that, I don't think. And then we finally got someone to come over there and help us. And it wasn't our waiter. I don't think we ever really had a waiter because it was just like a whole bunch of different people that were uh, coming and asking us questions like, what do you want to eat? And then like, we just asked for some waters because we were thirsty. Well, so they bring out plastic cups, like the disposable ones, not like plastic cups that you would normally see at a restaurant. It was just like clear plastic cups. Like disposable ones? With tap water that was warm. Okay. And so San Francisco tap water is absolutely nasty. I do not suggest it. And so we ordered that. And then we ordered a couple meals, like just a couple dishes, just for a snack. And they brought it to us. I mean, it was okay, but it was so overpriced. Like it was the same price as a Michelin star restaurant. So really good high-end food compared to this place, which was like, eh. Like, it was edible, but it was not good. <laughs> and so we ate it, whatever, didn't complain. Well. How many, how many stars would you give it out of five? Well, I haven't gotten to that part yet. <laughs> we asked for the check. They bring us a check. Two dishes. Each one was about, like, $18 a piece. Three waters. Our bill was over $70. You were gross. 15% gratuity, automatic. Automatic. <laughs> 8% service fee, which we never had anyone like actually check on us. And it, it was like just a whole bunch of different people. It was like really weird service. Like it was not great. And each water cost like $3. They charged us for the water. I don't think I've ever had a restaurant to charge for charge water. Charge for water before? Yeah. I've been all over the country. Really? And in the United States, I've never been charged for water. Ever. Other than there. $3 for tap water in a disposable cup. 
Yeah, gross. Turns out I could have got a bottle of water from their fridge for a buck. I should have done that because then it would have been well, I could have drank it. It would have been decent. But yeah, isn't that the weirdest thing ever? Honestly, being from outside the States, that that just sounds ridiculous to me. That yeah. they will charge you for that and be that expensive. It was so weird. It was the weirdest oh, thing that ever happened to me. And we were like, hey, what's up with our bill? Like, it should have been, even counting the water, it should have only been like 40 bucks. But it was $70 because of all these fees that were like tacked on it. It should have just been, yo, why are you charging me this fee if I didn't get the service that I deserve? And then, like I said, there was 15% gratuity. Well, anyways, the reason why I'm talking about this is one of our next upcoming episodes, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about tipping culture and mm. restaurant charges and why prices are going up. And we're going to discuss that. That's definitely a topic that we are going to cover real soon. I can't give you the exact date yet. I'm getting it all nailed down. Do stay tuned though. But we are going to talk about that. Mm. And you like, guys should like also let us know though, what do you guys want us to speak about too? And what do you guys experience? Because then we're going to take from there. So. Yeah, I want to hear about crazy tipping stories that people have and restaurant stories. And I want to be able to take those and explain to you either why <laughs> it happened or why it shouldn't have happened. Like in this case, should have shouldn't have happened. Should have been better service, a better explanation of the bill. And they shouldn't charge for water. Not only that, but like charge you automatically 15% gratitude and then still expect you to tip on top of that. Exactly. And that is what we're going to talk about God, real no. soon. <laughs> so stay talk. tuned. That's why I prefer taco stations. Just go there <laughs> and they're like, food is amazing and still. If you have anything that you would like to tell us about any of the subjects we talked about, we definitely want to know your perspective. We do, and do let us know about topics that you guys would like us to speak about, too. That would be amazing. That would be awesome, too. Also, going back onto what I said, if you don't agree with our top, our if you don't agree with our perspective, just tell us. I'll like argue I want with to you, know, but because I am more than willing to know where I am wrong and figure out a better solution to these issues that we're talking about. It will be pretty entertaining, actually, to know what's going on, like, through your guys' mind whenever you guys think about the same situation as us, because I do want to see, like, different perspectives. So We're only two people, which means we only have two perspectives, but we want all of your perspectives also. Mm -hmm. So thank you for joining us and listening to this long, 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 boring, thing about... Oh, sorry. Uh, listening to me and Jose talk. Yeah. I know that you could probably be doing something better with your day. Hey, you get to see but me. But you get us. So thank you for joining, and we hope to see you next time. See you later, guys. Thanks for watching Fresh Perspective. Or listening. Sorry, I didn't mean to, like, ostracize a whole group of listeners who are listening on a podcast site. I do not mean to make you feel like you're missing out by not looking. I mean, watching. they are. Though. No. Their eyes are safe. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, see you guys.